off again. Welcome. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, I'm just going to let y'all know that I'm going to try to be quiet this episode. <laughs> because I am so loud. But welcome to 30 More Better. Because we're 30 and we want more and we want better. So welcome to the podcast all about being 30 and learning new shit and doing new shit. Yes. <laughs> you like that? Yes. I was waiting for it. I was like, is she going to say it? Yes, I um, all right, this week we're going to talk about the things that we like wished we knew earlier than we knew it. If that makes sense? Because, like, as these are recurring subjects, like with COVID, we learned a lot of stuff about ourselves. Right? Man. So much. It's, just, it's kind just, of annoying. Right? Because it's kind of like, when did I mean, it was definitely needed, but at the same time, I'm just like, I. I don't feel like doing I, all this it's right frustrating now. to do that much self work in a compact amount. Like a year is not a lot of time. No, and we're thirty. Confined to your home. You're stuck in yourself, home. reeling in your house, it's reeling. It's horrible. Like you learn bad stuff about yourself. Like, like what those triggers and traumas are and shit. I mean, you do learn to love yourself, and that's like the high point. But the low point is like recognizing all the stuff that you didn't know. We're at my house today, guys. We're at Sam's house. We started doing it at my house because apparently Jen has like the, the, the spastic dog. But then like we record over here and like Lincoln just decides to just like, <laughs> do, you, do you need to chew on your bone right now, sir? That's fine. They might not be able to hear you. If they can, he's our child. So we'll be lined up here. Oh my God. Anyway, so yeah, we're talking about... Things we wish you knew, which there's a plethora of things for me, but I think like my number one. Well, no, Sam, what do you wish you knew early? Um, I wrote out a couple of things. It took me a minute to think about this, only just because like I asked you when you talked to me about what you wanted to talk about this week. Yeah. I asked you what you were thinking, just so I could like get some ideas, and I was like, well, a lot of that didn't resonate with me because obviously the reason why we're a co-host on each other's podcast is that. We grew up both very different, differently, yeah. and perspective is great. So, a lot of that didn't resonate with me. Yeah. So I was just like, "Oh shit, I have no idea, like what I wish I because I feel like my parents did a pretty decent job getting me prepared for I feel like the world covered a lot, more. a lot. Yeah. And but then I started to think about what are like some of the biggest issues within myself that I wish I better had like a better understanding of. Yeah. And, like, the number one was, the number one thing is, I'm <laughs> just waiting for your reaction, like, how to navigate my emotions and feelings. Yeah. Because you don't. I don't. You don't. And my parents never really tried to regulate that within within me, like, as yeah. a child. Like, yeah. I had lots of anger issues, like, I lots of... Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, your parents don't seem like they're deeply emotional people. No, they're not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Like, my mom is super emotional. They like to think that they're super emotional. I think my mom is. But, like, when I was growing up, I feel like my dad wanted to, like, take over in yeah. that realm of, like, yeah. emotions. And I think a lot of that is deep-rooted in how he was raised. Like, when we kind of, like, talk about these things mm-hmm. now as an adult, like, we just had this conversation not too long ago. And... um how I was saying, like, I'm really bad at, like, navigating my emotions and stuff like that. And he was, like, asking me why. And I told him, like, a specific situation that happened in my childhood with him. And he was just, like, he looked really hurt. Oh. Because, like, I think he also noticed, like, how much, like, him and his dad 
yeah, had a horrible relationship. I that. Horrible. And like, and as much as he says that it doesn't affect him to this day, I'm like, oh, it still does. affects you. Yeah. And like, when I told him about that situation that happened, like, he, I could tell like he was just like, that is so much my dad. And I think and the hardest part of like a lot of your self growth, or at least for me, like, and, like, my partner is very much, which is weird to me, because his family dynamic is very passive-aggressive. They not address shit. Yeah. But when I bring up issues to him, he's like, well, you need to address it. And I'm like, I think the hardest part, because we were raised more emotional, is recognizing the areas where my upbringing hindered me as an adult. Mm-hmm. And then recognizing voicing that would hurt my parents because I don't think they were bad parents. And I genuinely do think that they did their best. Mm-hmm. I think you hear that story from a lot of people like my mama did her best and like she was out partying all the time and y'all was home by yourselves. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe you. Like, yeah. no, she didn't. <laughs> Sorry. But like, I think my parents did do their best with the resources that they had. Right. So then for me to voice that, like, I feel like I wasn't taught certain things. It makes me really nervous to feel like I would hurt them because I would never, I don't, it's not, I don't want to hurt them. Right. But like, it's the truth. So like, we were raised a lot more emotionally intelligent. I hope that's the right term because my mom Emotionally aware, maybe. Yeah, that's it. That's better. Emotionally aware. But my mom is like hella emotional. My dad's fairly emotional. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, my dad's leading emotion is anger, but like, he can be emotional otherwise too. And like, my mom's an empath. So mm-hmm. like, my mom her, is the same way. And yeah. honestly, anger leads her more often than she would like to admit. But I genuinely think that's because she's an Aries, and like she doesn't subscribe. She's to a, a lot fiery of one. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> like, like, and everything is like they trying to get me with her. Like, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> just like her. They trying to you get said me. that. I know. <laughs> so like, part of this was hard for me because I know at some point my parents are probably going to listen to this podcast, and like, it's a little difficult. To navigate for me, I've reached a point in my life of recognizing that, like, your experience is going to hurt somebody else, whether you want it to or not. Right. We don't live a completely clean existence where it doesn't affect anybody else, and you don't want it to all the time. Like, I don't want anybody to be hurt by this, but, like, something that I really wish I had been taught earlier in life is to, like care less what people think about me is probably Mm. the top of my list Mm -hmm. because like Mm -hmm. like you know we had a very churchy upbringing like my parents weren't the direct hand in this but they were the facilitators like they took us to church every week and they believe and I believe in God to be clear but like the way that I would discuss it most people would assume that I don't and I absolutely do like I still pray everything like that is that's for me right but like also being raised in church like we were and having to wear certain things because boys, mm-hmm. would, for some reason, men didn't know they I had certain parts and not wearing short shorts in my house if a certain man is going to be there and stuff like that. When we talk about, like, if you guys hear me talk about children in previous episodes or episodes in the future, like, things that will not be allowed when I have my own kids because, like, it has raised me to be so hyper-aware of what everybody else is thinking, thinking about me. Yeah. And it is a huge source of my anxiety. Like, it's turned me into this insane overthinker. Um, but anxiety, the, insecurities. Yeah. Of like, self-esteem. Like, recently, a big thing <clears throat> that I've adopted has been um, that when I'm not working, because I'm a full-time nanny, so every day to work, basically, I'm wearing yoga pants because 
Pew, baby. I'm going to get poop on me or something. It's going to be dirty. It's a dirty situation. But, like, on my off days, like, I made a new rule with myself once, like, things started to open back up and I go was going places like I have to put effort into every outfit mm-hmm. and it's hard and like even the people around me have been like where are you going because I'm going to the motherfucking groceries yeah but before it was like I think people thought like I was dressing comfortably and the reality is I've always wanted to put effort into my outfits but like I would literally get dressed think I look cute immediately think somebody else would think I'm not cute get stressed out about that and be like I'm not even gonna bother trying like yeah. when we used to go out all the time I was typically wearing the same thing all Black the time dress. Because, yeah Black because dress. like and that's probably what I'm wearing tonight but it's legitimately because I want to to be clear you still wearing you probably okay. unless I change my mind last minute I might put them dots on but word for now yes but anyway so like I wish I had been taught earlier like Especially church-wise, like, you don't have to behave a certain way for other people. I think like, that's just how church is, though. It is. And, and that's why I've been, like, what's always weird to so me anti- is, like, <laughs> The Bible is very much, like, a combination of God loves you regardless and the time period in which it would have been written. Mm-hmm. And that is carried out so strangely. Like, why do I have to, first of all, and Which then is why I do so many like churches contradict religion. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Bible says this, but God told me this. Nah, homie, you either believe in the book and you're listening. That's what God, God told you that then. Like, I don't know. It's weird. It's a bunch of, like, interpretations. Like, this is how I'm interpreting and this is how I'm going to preach it to you. And this is what you yeah. got to do. And I don't fucking like that and shit. And the conflict that it causes <laughs> is weird to me, too. Exactly. Like, it divides people in a gross way. Yes. And then it creates conflict within yourself. Because, like, I've seen people that grew up in church just like me who go a terrible way in life because they only knew the extremes of, like, being in church on a strict churchy situation. And then they got, quote-unquote, freedom and were like, I'm going to do all the drugs and have 87 babies. When in reality, if you just have raised a well-balanced person that knew how to police themselves and hold themselves to a certain standard without having a pastor shaming them every week... They probably would have been a very well balanced person. So, like, I can go on and on about organized religion, and we probably won't do our own episode because that is something that I get very. We're gonna have Nelson on it. Like, you got mad at my episode last week about that moment. I get very angry about organized religion. Um, (laughs) But I think a big thing that I wish I had been taught a lot earlier is not to change myself for other people like mm-hmm. spending instances will change out of those shorts because so-and-so is coming over or you can't wear those because they're too short and like my lack of confidence now like my parents are kind of like you're beautiful I don't know why you feel like that way about myself you're that way about yourself and I'm like well think about it think Go about back a all the instances that my shorts yeah. were too short or I was too loud in a setting or I was too excited like but then to discuss that, like, it creates this weird inner turmoil because I'm like, I don't want them to be hurt. Like, right. Because they do love me and they did it's, their best. But here's the thing. Like, when you become a parent, like, you just know that you're doing your best and you, That's true. you're going to mess up. It's inevitable. You're going to mess up Because, some, like, I have all these strong views and I tell Nelson all the time, like, we're going to fuck our kids up someday. Yeah. Like, we don't <laughs> want to. But at the very least... Hopefully my kid does grow up to recognize that like I was extremely loved. And that's the whole point. You recognize that yeah, my your parents, parents loved, loved you unconditionally. Absolutely. And you knew that they tried their best. Yeah. Same here. I'm not pissed at my parents for like how you know how I can't handle my emotions because I still know like I'm fucking 
fucking killing it right now. Really? So like, yeah, you're an emotional is, maven right now. I'm still trying. It's a work when in process. When we first started being friends, <laughs> I remember on more than one occasion telling you like, "Do you just need to cry?" And you were like, "No, I hated crying. You were a fortress. No, I, hated I will crying. never cry." I didn't like crying when I was a kid. Well, because when you have a dad that's telling you stop crying, stop crying, and disease, and I'm not gonna go into detail about that (laughs) because. But I get at my very first nanny job, my kids used to cry a lot, and they, for a very short period, had like you need to stop crying with your parents. Yeah. And I would always be like, well, if that's how you're feeling, then cry. You may need to go in the room because you're screaming in my ear. Do you well, need me? Do you need <laughs> that's me for another this? Thing. But you brought up like how you just don't want people to like don't worry about other people in your everyday life. Yeah. What they're thinking. I put one of my things that I put down was authenticity above all. Just because yeah. that's something that I struggled with. And not so much like as a kid kid, but like definitely middle school and high school. Yeah, that was a big one for me. Is like, especially being one mixed, yeah, two being fat, yeah, you are constantly trying to do things to feel accepted, yeah, and not being yourself, and then you don't feel happy at all. Like, I spent so much of my life just being unhappy because I was being for other people, like, yeah, that, and that's a hard ass thing to teach, but I think, and it's also so really, so it's then, also really hard for, and on top of fat, mixed. A girl, I think being, I think girls struggle with this Across more than board, yeah. any, I don't think men fucking struggle with this at all, to be quite honest, I don't think boys struggle with this, just because like, your you son's well, whatever it is, you <laughs> be a good mom, I know, <laughs> but like, yeah, that's something that I wish I had, like, my parents like, noticing and like, you know, you don't have to be this way, just to be. But that's why I'm so staunch on building confidence in my kids now because yes. I think, and I say this to Nelly a lot about like wanting people to understand what allyship is within like race relations. Of like, mm-hmm. you don't have to take to the streets and beat people to fuck up and march. Sometimes it's just not laughing at a racist joke at a family reunion. Exactly. I feel like a lot of parents don't get that. It's the same thing with parenting. It's not always. You are smart. You are beautiful. And just pumping right. that shit into your kids. Sometimes it's just allowing them to make their own decision about their outfit mm-hmm. and not saying shit. Yeah. Or, like, help you. Because, like, a big thing that I struggle with as a nanny is, like, I, you know this, I like to be very well organized. Mm-hmm. So when I'm organizing things in the house and the baby wants to help me, a big part of my brain is, like, he can, he gonna fuck all this up. <laughs> you work so hard on this one, he's about to fuck everything up. But then I remind myself that, like, I'm an adult that's established in the world and I have to, you know, restructure this because mm-hmm. it's more important for him to feel confident and happy that he put in effort and helped me. Right. Than it is for me to feel like whatever I'm doing is perfect. It doesn't matter. And I think I wish a lot of parents recognize that, but like it's not always that you need to do this big grand thing and be pumping love into me and telling me how great I am all the time, but like if sometimes when I was young, if I was, cause I was like a really hyperactive kid and that was a big problem a lot of the time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that is why you 
probably have seen me try to maintain composure in situations mm -hmm. and not get excited because I feel like shit about it when I get excited right. because that was frowned upon a lot. But like, if in those instances I was happy and instead of being told to calm down or act my age, people had just let me be happy. Let you be you. Yeah, I probably would have had different I probably would have a different adulthood. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be constantly policing my mood to make sure that everybody around me is comfortable. Right. And that probably would have... I think a lot of people would benefit from that. Yeah. Just in, around so many other things, too. Just yeah. Like, like, it's not always even aggressively coming to your kid's defense. Sometimes it's just letting them be. Yeah. Like, I tell Nelson all the time, he, he can be... Sometimes he can be judgmental. And I say all the time, like, you do not have kids so that they can... Make, make, like, make, help you have this amazing status as an adult. Yeah. You owe them. They don't owe you. Right. So, like, whatever my kid comes Because you brought them in here. Exactly. <laughs> if you're hyperactive, if you're loud, if you take up space, I'm not going to be the mom that's like, you need to be quiet. Don't stomp out of the room. Don't do this. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just who you are. I made you. That's right. it. Like, you didn't ask to fucking be here. I still want to take my parents to court because now I pay bills. Okay? I didn't ask for any of that shit. But right. like, yeah, so that's a big one. My second one is uh, financial literacy. Yes. Which you knew I that knew was, that was gonna be. I knew that, that was going to come. I have three top ones. The first one, financial literacy and sexual education are my three big ones that I really wish. But financial literacy, like... And this is where we probably <laughs> differ the most from. Because your mom... My mom is a big... Yeah. So... You, your financial literacy comes, you know, you always say, like, that y'all didn't have any money, so, like, how would they know? When we were very young, we weren't poor our whole life. When we right. were very young, my parents first were married. I think that's just, and, like, in black families, that's not a thing. Fair. Yeah. My mom, her first marriage, poor, like, legitimately poor. Yeah. Like, canned food was the only thing that she could eat. Yeah. So, like, she has the mentality of, like, I cannot ever go back to that space yeah so like growing up for her probably. growing up for me like she was like i knew how to balance a checkbook like i had to be organized with my money yeah i had a savings account hella early like she was not playing where my dad on the other hand like he's just this, i think i'm like the happy medium between both my say, dad's a gadget person my dad loves to spend him some money which i totally under because he also comes from a family where they did not have money he was one of yeah. eight kids i mean that's a prime and, example of the two extremes if you really think about yes. it one of them is like i will never be poor again and one of them is like i got money you i'm gonna spend I'm not it gonna like money. yeah why would i not spend it i yeah. work for this money i'm gonna buy shit yeah and if my kid needs something that's because like my grandpa didn't like to spend money on his kids like yeah. you need this you don't really need that i'm gonna get you like the broke down didn't your grandpa have a ton of kids too every dad was one of eight yeah okay but like it's not like grandpa didn't have money though he just didn't want to spend it on them exactly yeah and dad didn't like that so like whenever i needed stuff like my mom would always try to be like she doesn't really need it but then my dad's always like yes she does just buy it. <laughs> we got we, the money. We got it. It's yeah. fine. So it's like totally. So I feel like I'm like the perfect medium of just like, I like to spend money on things, but like I also know like, bitch, you don't got that money right now. You just gonna have to wait. Yeah. You can wait. It's fine. I feel like I'm more like your dad, and I wasn't really raised for, but that's just because I lacked financial literacy, yes. and like I didn't know the repercussions. Like I have so much credit card. You have credit card card debt because you've been unemployed. I have and I because own a house. I did. Yeah, that's <laughs> my house ownership will put your ass in debt real quick. Yeah, but like I didn't know 
any of this. I didn't know the repercussions of not paying off your credit cards on time. Yeah. What that really meant to have a credit card. And, and then when you turn like 18. A credit score. I didn't know all none of that, of that shit. So yeah. now that I do know it, I'm already in the hole. And like, if I had been taught financial literacy earlier, mm-hmm. I already know that it would have been different because before I was old enough to get a job, I was working in the neighborhood making money. Like if I had known how important, known how important a savings account was or even how much things cost in the world. Like, I feel like if anybody is listening that doesn't know where to start with your kids, like I feel like a major tool that gets ignored a lot when starting and teaching financial literacy, I feel like I see a lot of information on like balancing a checkbook is the first thing you should teach or like give them some money and have them still spend it just to know how much things cost. Oh yeah. Would have been an amazing tool for me. Yes. Like, Oh, you want to make a sandwich? Okay. Well, bread costs this much. Peanut butter costs oh, this much. Jelly costs this much. Yeah. Never, so yeah. would you be able to buy it? Like, clearly, I'm still going to buy my kids shit because, again, I owe them. They don't owe me. Mm-hmm. But when it come, when they come to an age of needing to start understanding finance and money and for how it works and what it can get you, mm-hmm. for me, it would have been a powerful tool when I was washing the neighbor's windows for $20 or whatever else for my parents to say to me, I know you like to buy Nat Geo's at the bank, but if you needed to make a sandwich right now, could you? Mm-hmm. Like, that would have put my head in a space of understanding that, oh, in order to navigate this world, this is where my money has to go. It can't just go to things that I like. Mm, that's true. Like, But you're also a kid, so it's kind of like, I mean. But that's the perfect medium then for a kid, if you think about it. Like, we went grocery shopping with my mom all the time. I did too, yeah. But we were just allowed to goof the fuck off, and she would ask us what cereal we wanted, and that was it. Oh, really? Oh, JoJo was not playing when I had to go to the grocery store. Like, Sam, we have to go pick out. Sam, me. Sam, <laughs> you need to remember that you are one kid, and there was four of us. True. I'm sure that's factual. That is like, fact. They just gonna fuck off yeah. anyways. It's fine. My mom was like, "Fuck them kids." <laughs> that's hopefully don't nobody die. True. Like. Jojo had one kid. It was easy to discipline and wrangle one. My mama had a goddamn soccer team. She was like, what the fuck ever. If we just, Lord, just let us make it out alive. Uh, she, she give no fuck. But like, um, no, I think when you're a kid, you would think that a kid doesn't care. But like, for me, like, and I am not a parent. Let me be very clear that I'm, I'm very aware that sleep deprivation rules a lot of your thinking yeah. when you're a parent. But I, my mom's running joke is that because I've been a nanny for so long, I have 13 years of, you know, a prerequisite so that when I have kids, my brain will already be there. And she's right. Like being a nanny for so long has really put my brain in this mindset. And like I completely understand how learning works for children now. It's not that we sit down and study this thing. Is that no. I implement a little bit of it every day. Absolutely not. So like the kid I need is really into pouring things into other things. So mm-hmm. I've been asking him to help me because I really want us to be able to cook together. Yeah. So in order to work up to that, every day I ask him to put another one thing in another thing. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. So like if that had been implemented when I started making money for the little tasks. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you buy me a pack of gum? Like my plan for my children is to have a high yield savings account for them very early. So whenever they start earning money, if they start doing little jobs or if I give them an allowance, I'll be matching whatever they spend. So if I yeah. ask my kid for a pack of gum, that dollar and whatever is probably going to go in their high yield savings. Yeah. And like I'll be having credit cards for them so that when they turn 18, they actually have a really good credit score as opposed to not having anything. 
in any education. I didn't have a credit score when I was 18. I, I got my first credit card when I was going off to college. Okay, but see, because of all the research I've done on financial literacy, because I lack it, I've learned that like when I have kids, when they hit 13, mm-hmm. and I'm already financially established, I'm already paying my bills or mm-hmm. whatever else, I'm allowed to get a credit card in their name because yeah. I'm their guardian. So if I get a credit card in my kid's name, and let's just say I pay AT&T out of that credit card every month, that's $50. Mm-hmm. I'm already paying AT&T. So I pay off that credit card every month. By the time that they turn 18, they have a 700 or 800 credit score yeah. because they have had a credit card for this many years and it's been getting paid off. Because I've been educating them on financial literacy and how that credit card works, mm-hmm. they now have really good credit really good buying power and the education to actually function well in this world. Like my plan when I have children is to, when they leave me to be in the best position possible. And I feel like that's why talking about what you didn't know early is such a sore subject because as I've said before, like your first go-to as an adult is like, to defend yourself and be like, well, I didn't do it on purpose. And like, I'm not pointing the finger at anybody, but I just do know that like, if I do things differently with my kids, like with my kids, when they hit the world and they have this financial education and good credit and mm-hmm. can, you know, have finished college or decided on a business that they want to start or whatever else, like I know that I have put you out into the world with the best, best fighting outcome, chance yeah. or at least the chance that I didn't have. Like if I had started out with immense financial education and good credit as mm-hmm. opposed to no credit, yeah, my life would be a little bit different than it is right now. Like I like to imagine it might not be like we never really know mm-hmm. but thought process is that it would so like that's what i'm saying it's like i would get a credit card in my kid's name early and pay a bill that i already been paying with their credit card and pay it off every month with their credit like so that their credit score is like yeah. really good because it's they have experience that way when they do decide i've been working this good job and i want a new car it's not an issue of well there's nothing on your credit so you get a fucking high ass interest rate yeah or they decide, I would like to buy myself a house because I've been working my ass off and I can afford it. Mm-hmm. It's not, well, there's literally nothing on your credit. So here's a shitty loan. Like, yeah, that's all I mean. And then, like, I'm not even going to get into the lack of sexual education. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your face. <laughs> I get a little bit passionate about this. We do need visuals. <laughs> I don't know how to. I get a little passionate about this one. <sighs> Again, two totally different perspectives. Because you had a very good sexual education, yeah. and I had almost none. Like, literally, school taught me, and then church was like, don't fuck nobody. <laughs> Your husband gonna fuck you, but you don't fuck. Like, my parents' outlook on this was just like, they remember, they realized that. I am also a human being mm-hmm. and they realized that they were also at this age and they remembered the feelings that they would have, the and things that were going to happen. happen. You're supposed to so be like, human. They would have these conversations with me. Mostly my dad. <laughs> He's trying to give you all the listen. This is what you need to know. Oh, and he likes to, we had this conversation. He likes to think that we had this conversation when I was like in fourth grade. And I was like, bro, no, this was sixth grade. I was in middle school. Yeah. When like you get all the schools combined, there's more boys. And you're aware of boys. You're more aware of boys. Yeah. 
Because like I feel like sixth grade is like when people have like relationships. Like the, I didn't have any relationships. I didn't, but like I had a lot of I friends was that did. Playing in dirt. <laughs> in sixth grade? No, in sixth grade I was married. I'm not gonna say his name. See, that's that's what I'm saying. I was for a few days and then he killed our wife. That's what I was gonna say. I said relationships, quote yeah. unquote, because like you know these things lasted for like maybe at most a, a three week. day relationship. We got married one day. The next day <laughs> he came to school. We had two children. <laughs> I don't so even remember hence their why my dad was like, because he remembers. And then he put one down the side and we got a divorce, because how could you kill my child? Oh my God. <laughs> in the sixth grade? In the fifth or sixth grade. I just remember being in sixth grade and just thinking I like fucking knew everything. Like, I felt like an adult for some weird You think reason. you know everything now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all Sam's special skill, okay? Sam's special skill is to argue you up and down and then just not care. Regardless of if she feels like she's right or wrong. If you argue for too long with this woman after she has just pissed you off, got y'all hot and bothered, she'd be like, I don't even care about Here's this. Here's what I want to know. How does this have anything to do with what we I just need America to know. No. Anyway. In case they encounter you on the street and you argue with them about the color of the sky or some bullshit. I feel like I don't be arguing as much as I used to. You don't. You lately have been like, I'm not about to argue with you. I've been fucking tired, man. Right? Who got time? If anything that I learned out of any of this shit, who has time? We don't know what's going to happen. Just do the shit you want to do. But no, you did have really good sexual education. Like, and then like, yeah, I, when I had a, uh, it was my second boyfriend. Like, when in, in high school, I think I was like seventeen. My mom found like a condom in my purse, and she was like, "Hey, found this condom. What's going on? You sexually active?" And I was just like, "No," but like I figured it was nice. And she's like, "Yeah, that is good. You should have a condom in your purse." Blah 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 blah. And then when I told her I finally did have sex, she kind of like laughed in my face, which is like. <laughs> to the gynecologist for my first time because my doctor, my pediatrician thought I had PCOS, uh-huh. which we discussed in my podcast last week. And so I was like, shit, if I go to the gynecologist, she's going to be all up in my blue heart. Is she going to know that I've had sex? And I was like, I'm not just, because like, even my doctor asked, have you had sex? And I lied. So then I was like, the appointment's coming up. Maybe I should tell my mom. And so I tell her and I was, and she just started laughing. And I was like, because you know what would have happened if I told my mother. She would have. Oh, she would have cried. Which I didn't have sex until I was 21. Remember, you just told me like she didn't think you had sex until you started dating Nelson. Yeah. If she knew, she kept she kept a bomb ass secret. Well, I feel like parents like that ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Like they just don't want to acknowledge the idea of the possibility yeah, of your kid having dangerous sex, which part. is dangerous. Very because dangerous. like a thing that I've been saying a lot. Is That's how you become a grandma. Yeah, and the thing I've been saying a lot, a lot is, like, two things can be true. So, like, she's not completely unaware, and I'm sure she wants the best for me, but also she feels uncomfortable. Like, it was wrong to not educate us on sex. For sure. It is dangerous. Absolutely. To not educate your children on sex. If your child is coming home, here's my biggest issue, because I had a cousin like this. If your child is coming home with hickeys every fucking weekend. We I'm just saying. Crystal had I had a cousin like this. You probably figure out who yes. it is. Yes. Who has lots of children now. Yes. My thought is, my daughter comes home with a fucking hickey. I'm taking you to go get birth control. We have to. I don't even care that you're fu- Honestly, I don't care. But, like, we put you on birth control. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. And I get the discomfort because, like, my parents had us when we were young. Mm-hmm. My mother grew up fairly religious. They both men in church where... Which is why I have an issue with organized religion. Fucking is wrong. 
that shit is just wrong I see this as a before marriage. And you know what's even more annoying within the organized religion realm is that, oh, you can't have sex before you're married. Okay, when the concept of marriage was discovered, you were literally allowed to rape your wife. You owned her. The concept of marriage has changed so much over the years that to then beat me over the head and now 2021, which when I was in church all the time, it was probably like 2016 was the last that I was like, probably earlier than that. I was going to say earlier than that. I bought this house in 2016. I feel like Maybe 2014. Done with- I don't yeah. know. A while ago. But like to argue that concept up and down, knowing that the notion of marriage has changed so often that like nobody was signing papers before. So I could literally just say I'm married to somebody and fuck them. And do you think I'd be any different in God's eyes? Probably not. God created sex. He created orgasms. So I must. I He's like, like I'll put my foot in that. He I wants me that. to do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so he literally I created did. our bodies to want it. So then why would he then be like, you gonna want this, but feel bad about it? Like no. But I don't know. It's wrong to not educate your children on sex. It's part and of like, life. Why would you want not want to? I was gonna say on so many large parts of the spectrum. Like as we know, I'm a big true crime pup. Pro- can't even talk true crime buff i'm a big true crime buff so like in the worst and most sinister situations you not educating me on sex and forcing me to build shame around it results in years of abuse for people yeah years of abuse of incest for people yeah and you never know until they're on their deathbed that they've lived with this trauma and suffered because you didn't want to talk to them about it which is not something that happened to me but like i've also been in weird ass situations that I didn't feel comfortable getting out of because I was raised to be performative and worried about other people's feelings first. Yes. But like, I don't know, just teach your kids about sex, teach your kids about money. Like, because like, I wish I had known so much differently. And like, to be very fair, like you don't even know, I could have known everything and been put out into the world with the best tools and ended up right in the same fucking spot. Mm -hmm. You don't really know what would happen, but theoretically, it would have gone better for me. Mm-hmm. But the lack of sexual education might be my top one just because, okay, like this is real, this might be real TMI, but like when me and my partner, you know, when you first start dating somebody and you recognize that like you love them and it's getting really serious, you run through all the serious shit in life. Like the biggest one that was an issue for him was that I do not want t- treatment if I have some type of terminal cancer. Okay. I don't want my family to watch me deteriorate into a skeleton. Like, yeah. if if it's just a oh you probably gonna die, we're not doing no, treatment. No, I agree. Yes, you're not I gonna watch me become a shell of myself. Yeah. Um, but the one that he wasn't really on the same page with me at first was I told him that when our children start to have sexual feelings within a certain age group, like if they seven, this is not what I'm doing at all. Like we will use discernment of their age group, but I told him like we're gonna go get them sex toys. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, here's the thing. When you're a kid and you have all these feelings in your body. Sorry, <laughs> you haven't You haven't been taught to process your emotions or what these feelings actually are. Yeah. It's very easy to fuck somebody without education because both of y'all have feelings. Yep. But I explained to him that if we go get them toys and they play with themselves and we have a system of understanding that we should not come in their fucking room, which I'm not going to be the parent that barges in because I just want my child to feel like a human Mm -hmm. and feel like they can have privacy. So I'm not walking in on my kids under any circumstances unless the house is on fire or there's a burger or some shit. But like he was kind of anti that. And I was like, if they can explore their own bodies, we've raised them, raised them now to be emotionally intelligent and aware. Mm -hmm. And now they've explored their own bodies and they know why they're having what feelings and what they actually need and like 
they're not gonna be fucking people that they don't like. Amen. How many women do you know that just fucked boys and they're like And they don't and they're not ninety to a, almost hundred percent of women's like all of my friends that I've been like, Do you regret your first time? Yes. Oh yeah. They didn't know the boy was an asshole. They didn't know that they didn't want to have sex. They didn't know he was gonna be bad at sex. Because not a hundred percent, but like a lot of women that I've talked to about this subject have been like, No, nobody really told me. Here's my thing. Not necessarily. I don't regret my first time because, first of all, I was 17. We're both hella young. I don't regret it because I was 21. Like I made a conscious decision. But also, here's the thing about why I say authenticity above all. Yeah. All my friends are having sex. I have a boyfriend. Why would I not have sex? That's true. And like maybe it's not a degree of regret as much as like if I had known different things, maybe my first time would have been a different person. Yeah. Like. If I had been taught, because not being taught the intricacies of sex really bleeds into not being taught the intricacies of relationship. And like, because I had super Christian parents, their Maybe relationship. Maybe that's something else that I would like to know about is like. It was closed off. So like, they didn't really fight in front of us. Yeah. They didn't disagree. None of that. So like, I didn't know that you could disagree with a man. I did not know that mm-hmm. for the longest time. Like, well, I didn't know you could have a difference of opinion and still be... I have. I struggle with that now, having a difference of opinion I with my I struggle with that only just because, like, I think that falls to just me being a bigger girl and yeah, I want a relationship, so it's like... You want to be agreeable. I want to be agreeable. Yeah. And nothing... I mean, it's something that I've worked through, I feel like. And it depends... I also feel like it has a lot to do with the person that you're dating at the time, yeah. too. But, like, I struggle now with, like... Feeling like when we're mad at each other, that's just the end of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't see anybody disagree and then bounce back and be happy. Mm-hmm. Ever. I saw we disagree, we, oh well. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about it. We're yeah. not going to disagree in front of the kids. We're not going to fight. I think that's a really good thing to, that. Yeah. And like, wish we could know. What I don't know. Happened. And I just wish I had had more openness with my parents because that would have made, when I was curious about sex, not even wanted to have it. Mm-hmm. It would have been easier for me to, like, I didn't feel comfortable asking my mom any questions about it. And, like, you know me as an adult. I have a lot of questions about a lot of a things. A lot of things, I hoard yeah. a lot of information. Like, I need to know a lot about a lot. But as a kid, like, I was just like, they're going to take me to church and pray for me for a very long time if I ask this question. And I don't even want to have Which, like, it also brings me to one of the other things that I wrote down, which I would wish I was more comfortable with, is just, like, how to be comfortable with asking for help. Yeah, you're horrible. <laughs> Your face, stop. I wish Great. everybody could see me, but you're horrible. But like it goes into like that just because of fear of like you're hyper independent. You're an only child who was told not to cry. And also, there. if I did ask for questions about things, like if I had questions about like math or anything, like I feel like you talked about this with your dad too. Like my dad would get he would lose his patience so quickly. He on, just like, he had a hard time seeing other why other people didn't understand what he that did is my understand. Father. That is my father. Yeah. So like if I wasn't understanding something, like he would get very, very frustrated. This is simple. I don't get why you don't and, get like, it. And like yelling yeah. and stuff. Yep. So like I never felt comfortable asking anything. asking questions in school, anything yeah. in general. So like Same. I I feel like I would have done better at school. If my dad didn't have those reactions, because yeah. then I would be comfortable enough to ask for help in school or anything yeah. to where... I mean, I've only gotten better at asking questions since I've been a nanny. I've Solely only because my kids have, so, kids have so many questions, 
And it yeah. reignites the thought process in you that it's okay not to know stuff. Right. That's, I think yeah. that's the thing, too. Like, I wrote down, it's okay if you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not think that was okay. Yeah. That I didn't know. I just felt like, how come I'm not like getting it? You felt like you were dumb. Everybody, it, I was yep. just going to say, I was like, I just, I'm dumb. I don't get it. Yep. And that's just how that's it's going exactly to be for me. That's exactly how I felt. And I didn't like that. My thought process was like, I'm not going to learn. I'm just going to make sure that other people don't know I'm dumb. Yes. Like, am I going to ask questions to learn anything exactly. new? I'm just going to hide, try to hide exactly. my dumbness because people get mad that I'm dumb. So I'm just going to not, I'm going to shut the fuck up. I probably didn't get to this point of like asking questions until like college. Cause I was just like, well, fuck. Like, <laughs> it was like a matter of my mom coming. We're paying for this shit, so like I'm gonna get the most out of this. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask questions. Which like I'm, it's funny that I didn't know you thought that when you grew up because I think you're hella smart, and I always always have. I'm oh, like, I've never. Smart as I don't think I'm smart at all. I think you're so smart. Like no. I've always thought you were like way way smart. Like it's always been weird to me. Like when you have me edit things that you write because I'm like she hella smart. What is the problem? Oh, I I hate writing. I love it. I know this is why yeah. I have you and Danielle are my people. You're my writers. I love writing. So like, yeah. I just also think there's like, not even related to what we're saying, but like you talking about like why I have you guys edit. I feel like there's benefits of like you play to people's strengths. Like, oh, why, would stress, why would I stress? Why would I stress about writing? Like, I can't do tech shit. You do tech shit. If there's something that I do the tech shit, you write the shit. Why yeah. would I stress about writing something when I know that you're really good at writing? And this I know what really... a village is. <laughs> like, I explain this to people all the time, and they're like, I just don't have that many people close to me. I'm like, you leave your fucking village and recognize that you choose your village. Because my biggest qualm with going to church was like, it was like, oh, it takes a village to raise a child. Like, I didn't choose this. You go out and choose your village. You mm-hmm. find the people that fit you. Yep. And that's your village. It's not just your parents brought you here every Sunday, so you get to hit me. Like, no. Which my parents were not those parents at all. Like, if you put a hand on us, my parents were fighting you. I do not want to have this conversation of organized religion. Yeah, we're going to make this a whole episode. We're just going to get angry the whole time. But yeah, those are, I think, my top. Huh? I'm going to have a cocktail. You have a cocktail. You're going to be angrier if you drink. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, those are my top. I mean, there's so much more that I wish I had known more. And honestly, I'm grateful for being self-aware at this age because like I've also met people that are twice my age that are not as self-aware. Oh. Seriously. So I would just like to put out into the universe that I have extreme gratitude for how self-aware I am now. Hey, that's what the fucking pandemic will do to you. Sitting in your fucking house and just like... People gonna be like, what was the worst part of the pandemic? The growth. (laughs) Like, I had to examine the worst, ugliest parts of myself. That shit was not fun all the time. At all. And bubble baths couldn't fix it. Which I don't do bubble baths. But anyway. I wish I could. Alright, that's this episode. Oh man. Yeah. It's 45 minutes our new thing. We just told Nelson the other, like last night. I don't don't care. I feel like it's a good flowing conversation. (laughs) I do too. I'm not worried about it. I just thought it was great. But anyway, I don't know what the next episode is going to be. So y'all hopefully it's not organized religion. It's not going to be organized. We're going to push that off until we just feel angry and need to rent. But anyway. I heard that. Okay, love you guys. Bye.